for the moment that you've all been waiting for. From just north of the border, he's the hombre with no nombre. Mi hermano from another mamo. He's the Leonardo da Vinci of lockups. El numero uno. That's right. You're listening to one of the three hogsmen. Big Duke can't make it this week, and neither is Devin. Devin's up in uh, San Jose. But it's a Tuesday night. It's February 16th. You're listening to the Hogsman Podcast. I'm El Numero Uno, Mike Camden, and I'm here with NPA. What does that stand for? Not Producer Adam. What up, Adam? What's up? That is my name. Big question. Big question. Are you ready to see Little Bow Weezy wrestle? I saw that. Um, I don't know. I don't know either. We've got a lot of celebrities trying to put their foot in the waters of wrestling right now. Motherfuckers, you think this is easy? You think this is easy? You just walk in here and you get booked on the main card? Nah, dog. You got to pay some dues. Come up. I don't know, man. I don't think these celebrities have to pay dues. No, they I think don't. They just, I think if he wanted to wrestle and he was felt he was ready by April, I bet he'd be on the Mania card. Oh, yeah, easily. I mean... I just uh, bad bunny's a 24 seven title. Holder, yeah. So but he's also, he's also on SNL this week. So I feel like that was part of it. Ah. I, so I feel like they're probably going to do some kind of angle on Saturday night live this weekend, a little roll up ski for yeah. the wind ski, which will be good for WWE exposure right now, especially when they don't really have fans or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, for, I saw a uh, bow. Wow. Um, mentioned that he's going to go to Knox Pro and train under Rikishi. Uh, I hope that he does well. And I saw him and Dom kind of were going back. Well, they weren't really going back and forth. But So Bow Wow said he wants to be a wrestler and he wants to tag with Rey Mysterio. Problem, homeboy, is uh, Rey Mysterio has a tag partner, his son. So that was kind of interesting. Step off. Step off, man. Or have Dom and him go at it one-on-one. Winner gets to be the tag partner of Rey Mysterio. And the loser gets to be Mike Camden's tag partner. There we go. Look at this. Look at this. Who's booking this shit? Booking the territory. We are. But yeah, that's interesting, man. What else is going on? Adam, how was your weekend? It was a Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really do anything. I'm single, so I watched NXT TakeOver on Sunday, and then I watched the movie Malcolm and Marie, which is a hell of a movie if you're in a relationship. You probably shouldn't watch it. Oh really? Is it the it's, kind of is it the kind of movie that gets the husband in, or boyfriend in trouble just for watching it? No, it's a uh, it's so it's John David Washington and Zendaya, and they made it during the pandemic. So it's like them in just a house, and it's about them coming back from like a movie premiere, and it's just the movie just goes from bitter argument, like just the worst argument you could possibly ever have with your significant other to then lovey dovey. And it's just goes back and forth like that for like an hour and a half. Oh, so just them fighting and just like basically at the each other's throats, the whole movie. It's like real life. That's (laughs) I I said after I watched it, like that's the best like uh, descriptor of what a real relationship is than anything you'll see in a movie. Yep. Just these two people that are mad at each other and then they're not. And then it's just like, yeah, yeah, but that was yeah, that was my Valentine's Day. Oh, that's cool, man. I didn't do much for Valentine's Day. I mean, uh, my wife and I we took the dogs to uh, up to like the Encinitas area, mm-hmm. and there's a San Alejo Lagoon. You just go walk around there. It's like a little hike. Yeah, it's right like kind of like on the water. It's real nice though. 
so we took the dogs up there um you know didn't really do much i didn't even i asked her i'm like you want me to go buy you flowers and she's like no you already bought me flowers this week and i'm like all right excellent well i don't have to buy you flowers that's pretty sweet valentine's day is such an overrated day listen my wife and i have been together for over 10 years like i i I get her flowers on the reg you know so that's all that matters so like i said this to someone the other day it's like if in your relationship you're constantly doing romantic or semi-romantic or spontaneous things like Valentine's Day should not be that big of a deal because there's you're already doing everything the rest of the days. Like people that like get excited about Valentine's Day, it's, I feel like, well, what's going on the other 364 days that you feel like one day has to be super special? Yeah, but I feel like it's more for like new couples. Yeah, that are in the courting phase. Yes, um, the honeymoon phase. The honeymoon phase, exactly. But yeah, man. So we went and did that. Uh, what else did I do this weekend? Oh, uh, watched Bloodsport. How romantic. I watched, well, not not the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I watched the wrestling, the Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Did you watch it? I did not. All right. I thought I'd watch it. Uh, I'm a fan of the event. I would like to be a participant in the event one day. Uh, and there's a bunch of guys that I know that were on the card. So I wanted to help support them. Paid my like, I don't know, it was like 40 bucks or something like that. I watched it on my phone. I even told my wife, uh, hey, I'm going to watch this event. I don't think it should be too long. And she goes, she thought it was, I was going to have to use the TV. And I'm like, no, I got it on my phone. And she was like, perfect. You know, yeah. she could watch her bad TV and I can watch my bad phone. <laughs> so uh, let's go over this like a uh, little event because I thought it was pretty interesting. I thought it was pretty interesting. I'm going to go over the card. So the first match. Uh, these are the two cats that we didn't have any really idea who it was. Uh, Diego Perez and Gil Guadardo. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I'm saying it as close as I can. So these cats aren't pro wrestlers at all. These are straight up MMA guys. Okay. Uh, that's what they explained during the show. One of them trains out of uh, the same gym as Josh Barnett, and then the other cat is out of Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. So they went in, they opened it up, and, uh, you know, they're basically just kind of having like a little bit of a sparring match. There's no real storyline to it. It's just them kind of doing sparring. It's them sparring basically, right? Rolling around a little bit, all that kind of stuff. So there wasn't really too much to this match. Um, it's just like I said, two MMA guys sparring. That's it. Uh, the Diego Perez guy went over on uh, Gil Guardardo by a submission. And then so next up, uh, Calder McCall and Royce Isaacs. Um, I know both these cats. They're both awesome. Uh, like I said, Calder has an MMA background. Royce has a uh, like a wrestling background. Like high, he wrestled in high school. I guess he was because Royce. He, Royce is a big, big dude. But I guess back in the day, he was like 280 pounds. Oh really? And I was like, God damn. Yeah. The only things I've seen of him, he was much. He wasn't 280. I'll tell you that. I, I'm taking a guess. If I had to say, like Royce, he probably weighs. 230 at the most right now yeah maybe 225 but god for, like for them to say like 280 i was like holy shit um but anyway so here we go these guys had a lot more of a storyline uh driven match from what i picked up uh a lot of times uh royce was on top he had top control uh calder is a jujitsu guy so he has no problem being on his back and a lot of the the, the first half of the match was kind of you know Royce being more on, on, on top and 
and then they kind of switched it like where Royce kind of like almost spent a lot, exhausted himself, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, um, kind of blew up a little bit and that's where Calder got to take over and, and start doing, you know, what he does. So I thought that was kind of the story that I picked up. I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that's what I picked up. Um, and then uh, Calder finished him off with a, uh, I believe it was a triangle choke. I believe something like that. I believe it was a triangle choke. But it was good, man. They did a good job. And uh, I'm really happy for those two guys. Uh, the next one was uh, Super Super Beast over Bad Dude, uh, Bad Dude Tito. Uh, like I said, I know both these guys too. Um, this was so it was interesting. The first two matches, they didn't really have too many slams, right? I think uh, Royce hit like uh, a German, but it was more straight up grappling, a little bit, you know, a little bit of striking, but it was like more grappling. And by the third match with Super Beast and Tito, they they brought in the slams. And in this match, it was a lot of Super Beast hitting big slams on Tito, kind of more like. Uh, raw power versus like technique I guess you could say like Super Beast being more the raw, raw power guy Tito being a little bit more technique wise but uh, it was good man um, at one point Super Beast was going for like a, a Kimura which is a double wrist lock in yeah. catch wrestling uh, they were sta- they were on their feet standing and and uh, Tito was fighting off the, the Kimura and then all of a sudden, Super Beast hit him with a big slam from the Kimura position, and it looked great. And this was Tito. Tito really did well in this match. He was, you know, his facial expressions were great. Super Beast wears a mask, so you don't really see his you don't see his facial expressions at all. But Tito really, man, did a, a great job uh, with this match. Uh, Super Beast beat him by submission. I can't remember exactly what it was. It might have been a Kimura that he finished him off with. But uh, it was really cool, man. Um, they both did a good job, and good for them. The next match was uh, Kratos versus. So I said last last week I said Alex Coughlin. I think I guess it's Alex Coughlin. Coughlin. Okay. Yeah, people pronounce it different ways. Yeah. So uh, Kratos uh, versus uh, Coughlin. Um, big uh, Coughlin weighs like I think like two twenty five, but he's jacked. Jack City. And Kratos is just a big dude. He's like yeah. pushing 300 pounds. So this was a uh, another one where uh, you know it's kind of speed versus power, and they did a great job, man. And uh, you know, Kratos had big slams. Coglin, man, he, he did like a uh, a gut wrench on uh, on Kratos. Very impressive, very impressive. But uh, Kratos won by TKO. So now, so. I've only seen one of these shows, and that was when it was Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. But yeah. do they mostly just do MMA stuff in the matches, or is it a lot of other stuff too? Um, more MMA driven. Okay. Um, y- you know, obviously, this wouldn't be interesting if there wasn't storylines in the match. Yeah. You know, just be like, like I said, like the first match, just two cats rolling around sparring a little bit. So you got to add the you got to add the storyline. Yeah. To, for it to be interesting, uh, yeah, like I said, it's 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 way more, it's way more MMA uh, based than pro wrestling based. It's good, it's something different. Yeah, I'm fine with it. 
and so yeah, that was good. It was good, man. Uh, let's see, Cal Jack over, or he he was against Nolan Edward. Cal Jack, I didn't realize this motherfucker. They said he was like six six. He's a big dude, man. He's a big man. I didn't know that. I've never met him. But uh, and then this uh, Nolan Edward is a he's a smaller guy. I think he might be from the East Coast. Not exactly sure. But it, th- this match was a lot of Cal Jack just throwing the Nolan Edward guy everywhere. Yeah. Like throwing, just chucking him, ragdolling him. And uh, Cal Jack won by TKO. Uh, next match was Tom Lawler and Simon Grimm. I can't remember. I watched it. I can't remember exactly like how this match went, but it was good. Um, solid performance for both guys. Uh, Lawler went over with a TKO. Then you have uh, Davy Boy Smith, son of uh, the British Bulldog. Big fan of the British Bulldog when I was a kid. He took on Calvin Tankman. And uh, this was, you know, it was cool. Calvin Tankman is huge. He's a big man. I I remembered who he was after we did the podcast because I'd seen him in MLW before. He's huge. Yeah. So he does, and he's pretty athletic for being as big as he is too. Yeah, he's got that Willie Mack body. Yeah. Um, where it's you look at him, and you don't expect him to do the athletic maneuvers that he is capable of, just on sight. Yeah. You know. But yeah, this was a good match. Um, uh, Davy Boy went over with a submission. And then to finish it off, main event was Jeff Cobb and Chris Dickinson. This match surprised me very much. So the first half, if not more, was all Dickinson, just riding Cobb. And I thought that was pretty interesting. And then, uh, you know, the tide turned and Cobb just started chucking Dickinson everywhere, talking German suplexes, everything, man. Like like I said, Cobb is, has a reputation as one of the strongest guys in the business. And he just went to work on Dickinson on the on the uh, you know the the second half or the the back end of the of the match, and uh, but I thought that was interesting. Dickinson was riding his ass for the first half, and then Cobb just must have said "fuck this," I'm gonna start throwing you, and he did, man. And Cobb went over with a TKO. I think he went over with like a German suplex. Okay, but I, I, I great production, um, very good production. From this, uh, from this uh, pay-per-view event, uh, you know, I'd l- I'd love to see fans be there, but obviously the times are not going to allow us to do that right now. But it was a very good production, very good production, and everybody did a great job. So, good job, everybody. And then the next one is um, this weekend. Yep, Moxley is wrestling Davy Boy, right? Yes, that's what they. Uh, that's what the they set up at the end of the match yeah. at the end of the event saying that Moxie was going to fight David David Boy Smith. So I'll probably watch it again. Uh, probably probably watch it this weekend. And then I guess they're doing it again uh, out Mania weekend. Yeah, they did announce a bunch of shows for Mania weekend. I'm sure yeah. it was one of them. Yeah. So yeah, cool man. Good job. Congratulations, everybody. I'll be watching you again this weekend. And uh, yeah, man. What else is going on in this wrestling world? Uh, I watched that Yokozuna documentary. Have you watched so it? So did yet? I. Yep. So did I. It was really good. Very good. Very interesting. Very interesting about how it's uh, it's very sad. Yeah. How he ends up getting cut by the WWE. You know, it's just one of those things where you just couldn't control his weight. 
Yeah, some of this, the stories, like the story about uh, when they went to that sushi place and they gave him all that food and they said, this usually feeds 20 people and yep. he ate it all by himself. I'm like, that's the kind of like eating that he did. And they show those videos of him and like the Indies, like after he got fired and you just see he's struggling to just walk to the ring and you're just like, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yoko had like one of the greatest leg drops. Oh, yeah. So fucking believable too. Could you imagine if he leg dropped your fucking head? Lights out, man. Lights out. There's some of those bonsai drops that he did to some of those jobbers Ugh. that I just think about all the time. Like, man, that must have hurt. Uh, yeah, there's one. I don't, and I don't know. Like, it was off of Twitter, but he just destroys this one job guy. And I guess it's because the, the job guy was being disrespectful to Fuji in the back. That makes sense. Which, who knows? Who knows if that's real? Well, yeah. But uh, actually, I, I uh, Jason Redondo, who is a San Diego wrestler has taken the bonsai drop. Oh, really? Oh, dude. Uh, Jason was the first guy to take the super kick from Michaels for a finish. Can you believe that shit? That's a, yeah, that's he crazy. Re- dude, Jason wrestled, he wrestled Michaels. He wrestled Yokozuna. He wrestled uh, uh, Razor Ramon. He wrestled Bam Bam as a job guy back in the day. That's fucking nuts. That's one of those things. Do you want to be that guy or do you want to be the guy that just wrestles on the indies your whole life? Like I would rather be the guy that gets to wrestle Shawn Michaels at one point. Yeah. Even if I don't get a move in, like that's still an experience. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and yeah, actually, uh, Redondo got offered a contract mm-hmm. back in the day, but it was right when he had his, his first kid. Oh, okay. So he, he, you know, life, cha- life changes, life happens, you know, exactly. priorities change. So, but it's always fun talking to Jason because it's just like you ask him these questions that like he'll be like, oh, yeah, I wrestled Bam Bam. And you're just like, what? And he says it with like such like calmness. And you're like, can you please tell me about it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he's just you, like, you not just end there. And he's just like, on? oh, yeah, it, it was good. It was fun. And it was like you you understand you're you're talking about wrestling Bam Bam. Yeah. You're talking about wrestling Shawn Michaels. But uh, yeah, man. So he, he's got some cool stories. Yeah. Watch that Yokozuna. I can't I can't believe that he was like 700 pounds before he died like that's insane to think about yeah and you just like there's so many like big moments like in that like Samoan family's life that he like because obviously he thought he was Japanese like they watch a documentary and you're like holy shit that was like the first time like a Samoan guy was in like the main event of Wrestlemania Uh, and it's like a big moment for the entire family like yeah and it's so funny because like you know, I was like Yokozuna. He's carrying a Japanese flag. He's dressed up like a Samoan wrestler or a sumo wrestler. He must be Japanese, right? And then during that documentary, I, you can hear like they're like from the Polynesian Islands or something like that. I wasn't paying attention to that shit when I was a kid. So you know, they're saying like, "Yo, he's not Japanese," yeah. but he's dressed like a sumo wrestler. Exactly, and I'm or not listening. Japanese manager. I'm not listening to what Fink is saying while they're walking out. Yeah, you know, back when I was. Eight years old, Polynesian. What what the fuck is what the fuck is Polynesian? I don't know what that means. Adam. I don't know what that means yet. You're just seeing a big giant dude who looks like a sumo, a sumo wrestler, and he's beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah, and he's yelling bonsai. He's yelling bonsai, and that's all he ever said. So as far as you knew, he didn't speak English. But yeah, like that story about the WrestleMania nine match is so crazy. Like how Hogan just inserts himself into the match. Like I'm like, wow, that's, that's so crazy. Well. Yeah, and I mean Hogan didn't make that up, did he? 
No, I, re- I legitimately think Hogan just said to Vince, what's the main event? What's the ending of the main event? You, maybe I should just go out and win the title. I'm like, okay. But I mean, but like, that's not like Hogan's decision. Like somebody else had to make like the, had to green light that. So I wouldn't put it on Hogan. I mean, but yeah, I feel like, like, I feel like now, like if you have Vince's ear, I feel like you can convince him to do stuff that maybe he wouldn't want to, wasn't going to do already. But you're like, oh, maybe we should do that. Yeah. Because it definitely seemed like the majority of the family, when they talked about that moment, seemed like they were very annoyed that that happened. Yeah. But also, hey, man, somebody greenlit that. Yeah. Yeah, so don't blame Hogan. So, you know, Vince or, you know, that came from somebody up there. That, that Hogan can't just walk in and say, hey, I'm going to change this real quick. Or he can't just call it on the fly. Except in know. WCW. Well, yeah. He, he had, definitely could in WCW. He has, some, he has some serious power there. But I don't think, you know, Mighty su- suggested the finish. Maybe. It still but somebody to, had to green light it. Yeah, it still led to them having a pretty big match at King of the Ring. So yeah, it led to that. So yeah, Yoko ended up getting the title anyway. So a little bit more money in your pocket, man. Yeah. A little bit more money in your pocket. You know, like this is a job. This is a job. When you sign with a company, you're there to do what they ask you to. You know, do what they ask you to do. If they want you to do the job, do the job. If they want you to win, you win. It's you know, like you can't, you can't bring too much personal. Uh, how can I say that? It's hard to say like personal feelings, personal feelings. I guess you could say, yeah. you know, like, Hey man, this is, you know, Yokozuna is not who he is in real life. Yeah. Yokozuna is the character that he portrays. Yeah. No, that documentary tells me he's the, was the complete opposite of what he portrayed on TV. Yeah. So. Yeah. So when you're under that character, you got to do what the company asked you to do. Absolutely. And think about it. Like that company made him Yokozuna. Yeah. I was just listening to uh, Kurt Angle talk about on his podcast. I guess uh, very recently, I guess Cedric Alexander got into a bunch of heat because he'd refused to do something that Vince told him to do. Ooh, yeah. And basically like Kurt was like, yeah, when he, your boss tells you to do something, you got to do it. And I guess finally now Vince is not mad at him anymore and trusts him again. But like, yeah, Kurt's like, man, I always did what he told me to do. Like I, and Kurt did some really, really, really goofy shit when he Hell was there. Yeah. So. And you know what? That's also the thing. Like, he's lucky that he just got heat from that. He's lucky he didn't get his walking papers. You know? So do what the boss asks you to do. Do what the boss asks you to do. You know, if they want to finish a certain way and you're not absolutely cool with it, okay, suggest. Have a conversation, yeah. Suggest alternate ways. You might be able to sway, you know, their their decision-making. But in the end, if you, if you got to go, if you got to go out on your back, you're going out on your back. Not everyone's going to be Steve Austin in 03 where he's just like, I don't like this finish. I'm leaving. And then just walks out. Yeah. Like not everyone's going to do that. Yeah. Like that's another guy. Like, so like Stone Cold had like some serious stroke. Yeah. I, there's like a story where that Stone Cold or was it Stone Cold or like Big Show told they were working together at like a house show. And I think Vince wanted show to go over on on stone cold and stone cold just looks at at, at uh um vince and goes i think these people came to see some stunners <laughs> and sh- just like that like the, the, yeah. the finish got changed yeah I, I know austin definitely had some i know there was like a thing that they wanted him to do with jeff jarrett at one point and he was like no not interested and they're like okay jeff jarrett greatest punch in the in, in the business yes. and there was the infamous boss man stuff that Austin had where he nixed a feud with boss man. Cause boss man fucked up a run in during the survivor series. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then Austin's like, I'm not working with him. 
Uh, the Fed just fucking hired a bunch of people. Yes. Did you notice that? There so was, you watched Takeover last night? I did, yeah. I didn't watch it, but I saw uh, the man formerly known as Eli Drake. Uh, he is now L.A. Knight. What a terrible name. But you know what? I, I didn't watch the Takeover event, but I watched the promo that he did. Mm-hmm. Fantastic promo. He's great. Fantastic promo. And that right there is what really makes an impact. Yeah. You know, you can go out there and have a good match, but... You know, it's the promo that's going to get the character over, and and he just, he just made a huge statement. Yeah, and even if even if his like run in WWE wrestling wise isn't successful, I feel like he could easily make a second career out of being like a commentator or a manager or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. Um, I've I've wrestled uh, I wrestled L.A. Knight when he was known as Sean Ricker. Yeah, at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I technically have a win over him is it by a count out yes a win's a win but a win is a win but it was actually actually really really early in my career i sucked and uh we didn't do much like we probably wrestled for like six minutes and it was very basic stuff but uh yeah he was cool man and it was actually one of those things where he like i think we went over the match like twice and i'm sitting there like shit in my pants because this is like still when i couldn't work yeah i needed like the match to be like scripted out and uh, yeah, was that was when was was he with uh, Percy Pringle? No, at the time? no, no. no this that was, was after. after that? This, okay. is, this is after Percy passed away. This is like in two thousand and fifteen, maybe. Okay. But yeah, he was cool. He, he was, people were like jealous of me, and I'm like, I didn't book this. <laughs> like, why are you getting mad at me? I, you know, I didn't book it. I just showed up. Yeah, so he was one of them. I know Ty Valkyrie, I guess, was another one. Not hard decision. I mean, her husband's there. Yeah. She's eventually going to go there. She's one of the better women's wrestlers in the world, so yeah. might as well put her there. I saw uh, Blake Christensen got hired. Yep. That's interesting. Um, we'll see how he goes. Uh, I don't know if how Blake Christensen's like promo skills are, but if you're going to go to the Fed, that's where you make your name is promos. Yeah. Uh, they did put a... Uh, Russ Taylor with Malcolm Bivens, which I thought was a good call because that is one of, that is probably his uh, weak link is his promos. Yeah, no, you're 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 correct on that, and that's fine because he's a hell of a fucking wrestler. Yeah, so put him with a mouthpiece. That's there's not enough managers. It's one of those things Vince just doesn't seem to believe in them because there's like a, there's only really like a, a few that exist. Like Heyman is like the only one really on the main roster, and he's not even a manager anymore. No, he's an advocate. He's an advocate. <laughs> But yeah, I miss the managers, man. I feel like the managers brought a lot to the to the table back in the day. Yeah, because you have an easy storyline. Eventually, that manager is going to turn on the guy, and then he's going to go with another guy, and that's an easy feud you can do. So it's like, yeah, you miss stuff like that when it's all just one guy fights another guy, and then blah blah blah. Like, well, it also just fills a void if you got yeah. a bunch of wrestlers that maybe don't have the promo skills, but they have the look, they have the in ring skills. Man, put 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 them with the manager. Put them with Bobby the Brain, put him with uh, uh, Paul Bear, put him with Jim Cornette, put him with anybody that can talk. Like that's how that that was what they did back in the day, and it worked out for them. That's kind of what they did with Bobby Lashley, but I think MVP is still kind of wrestling, so he's not really like a full-on manager. But I think MVP is doing a really good job though in his role that he's yes. doing right now. Yes, him and him and Lashley have a good chemistry, and they had it back in like TNA when they were together. I was always like, that was when I. St- clicked in my head about Lashley and I was like oh Lashley is a star 
because you're not focused as much on him talking. Yeah. His, his not, it's not his promo ability with Lashley. It's just the way his voice is. Mm-hmm. It's the Mike Tyson thing. It's the voice coming out of that body. You're confused. You're like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. But then but with Mike Tyson, especially like he's a badass, So you forget about it very quickly. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. So yeah, they, they hired some new people and then they, they hired another person, but I, I can't remember the name and uh, yeah, it, there was, there was a bunch of them. So, but it, I don't remember all the names, but it is good to see that they are back to doing the mass hiring thing. Cause it seems yeah. like they put a freeze on that. It's a good thing. And it's a bad thing. You don't know, you know, they they could have too many wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, they always have that problem that, you know, that's, that's not a good thing. That's something that every wrestler I think needs to consider if they are going into a company. Okay. How many people are already on their roster? Am I better? Can, can I stand out? Yeah. Do I have the ability to stand out over these other wrestlers that are on the roster? Do I have my promo skills? Do I have my in-ring skills? Do I have the look? All this kind of, you know, sounding like, sounding like, uh, sound, the, the idea of getting hired by WWE is great. It's a great, you know, it sounds awesome, but the thing is, it might not be what you thought when you go there. Yeah. You might be put on the shelf. And that's not a good thing. Yeah, like the the rascals who just went there. They just won the Dusty yeah. Cup and they've been there for less than a month. So maybe you get that. And then you got Ricker who Triple H has said he's liked for a long time. So that's probably why he would go there because he knows I'm going to get used. But everybody else, yeah, you, you are just taking a chance that you're, you're believing in yourself essentially that you can make something out of it. Yeah. So, so yeah, man, uh, any wrestlers out there, if, if you're going to go to a company, make sure it's going to work for you. Make sure it's going to work out for you in the long end. Don't try and just sign with a company because they're offering you a contract. Yeah. Cause you do have to basically uproot and move your whole family. If you have one to Florida. Yep. So yep. unless you already live there, if you already live there, then what, what is there to lose? You know what I mean? If you live in Orlando or Tampa already, there's no like downside to just saying, yeah, fuck it. Let's just see if it works and signing with WWE. Cause it yeah. might turn into something might turn to nothing. Let's talk about Tampa. Okay. You see what all the news is about with Tom Brady? No. So listen, Tom Brady and the bucks have been partying like motherfuckers oh, yeah. okay. since uh, they won the super bowl. Now, if I can't party like Gronk and, and Brady after winning the super bowl, I don't want to win the super bowl. Okay, listen. You see that stupid trophy, right? The, the, the through the, the trophy, the Lombardi trophy, right? Yeah. And then the 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 girl of the dad that made the trophy or yeah. some shit like that is like, it's disrespectful. I couldn't, I, I I couldn't sleep for two nights. Shut the fuck up. By the way, the Stanley Cup trophy, which is a much older trophy on that, is routinely uh, drank out of after somebody (laughs) wins a championship. They drink out of it. They throw it around. The Super Bowl trophy is not is not some special like piece of gold that can't be uh, thrown across a boat to boat because it's Tom Brady. He's going to complete the pass. Exactly. So anybody who hasn't heard this, uh, the people that designed the, the Lombardi trophy the daughter of one of the guys is upset that Brady was disrespectful with the trophy and chucked it from one boat to the other boat. Um, and she wants an apology. 
You ain't getting no apology, lady. I'm sure he'll give like a token fake apology. I to hope her. it's it's like the biggest like <clears throat> backhanded apology ever. He's Tom Brady. Yeah, he's Tom Brady. And, and you know what? That trophy is just a symbol of of all, the real the real celebration is all the hard work work those players put in to winning, right? And the trophy is just a symbol. It's not. It's not a real life thing. It's it's, it's an inanimate object, right? If that thing went to the bottom of the of of the river that they were sailing, guess what? Just go get it. <laughs> you know, like go make a new one. S- send some divers down there and pick it up. And by the way, this lady's like, oh my my dad and and whoever else spent so much time, so many hours creating that trophy. What's that trophy? It's a football on top of uh, a foot and a half of just. I don't even know what it is. It's not like it's an incredible design. And also, they obviously make new ones every year because exactly. it's not like the Buccaneers are carrying around the Chiefs one from last year. This yeah. is a brand new trophy they made for this year. Yeah, that motherfucker is probably a replica. Yeah, you know, it's like it's 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 so stupid. People are just constantly, constantly looking for issues. Yeah. And this lady, for some reason, thought like I de- I deserve an apology from Tom Brady for him throwing a trophy that my dad helped make fucking decades upon decades ago. He gets her her moment in the sun. And it's like, lady, I hope you never get your apology and you're stupid. I'm sorry. She's just, she's just looking for attention. Yeah. And everyone's been looking for something with Brady ever since. Like even when, even with them doing the, the prey, there were the people that were coming out saying, well, they shouldn't be doing this right now. And I'm like, guys, come on. Like, they are not having a normal parade. They're literally on boats. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's nothing. Like I've seen people who online have boasted about how safe they're being. And I saw you back on the 4th of July on a boat party. Like calm, <laughs> calm down. Yeah, you know exactly. who you are. Exactly. I, uh, those people saying that have never won anything, won a team sport or anything like that. And understand like the hard work and the camaraderie. That goes into it. Also, if, Brady was hammered. That's not an excuse, but he was hammered. He's having he might fun, not man. know what he was doing. He's partying. Oh, man. He went to Tampa Bay with everybody saying, like, there's no way he can take Tampa Bay to the to the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, he's finished. Tom Brady basically just after winning the Super Bowl said, S my D everyone. Yeah. I'm, I'm the best. And I just proved it again. So suck it. It's such a bummer, man. Cause I used to like enjoy seeing that pop up on Twitter and like, it was all fun and good nature. Like all oh, these guys are having a good time. Now it turns into look what he did with the trophy. Look what he, I'm like, come on. Can we just enjoy something? Like no, nope. we nope. are in like one of the worst, like 365 day periods we're ever going to live through. Can we just try to find some glimmer of something somewhere instead of just hating everything? Everybody just, everybody's going to have a problem. So there's always going to be somebody with a problem. And, you know, unfortunately with social media, it just amplifies. Sometimes like I, I, I sometimes think of the positive social media, which there, there are some, but sometimes the negatives far away, the positives. Yep, and it's yep. just like, do you <sighs> see, uh, do you see Gina Carano? Yeah. Uh, here's another. So here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a fan of Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of her back when she was an MMA fighter and to everybody that's new to the MMA game, if you think Ronda Rousey was the like the first big MMA female star, 
she was like the first major superstar. Gina Carano was the original. Like she's the one that put women's MMA on the map. So she fought for Strike Force, and Strike Force was like, "We'll take a we'll take a, a chance on the girls." Yeah, and it paid off because Gina Carano is a beautiful girl, and she's a hell of a fighter. And you were just like, "Wait a minute, that girl that girl fights and yeah. she kicks ass," and she did. Um, and people took notice big time, and then she unfortunately ran into uh, Cyborg, and uh, Cyborg kind of ran her out of out of the MMA game. But if it wasn't for Gina Carano, you wouldn't have Ronda Rousey. No. 100%. And the people that, that think Ronda was the one who did it, they're just younger people that weren't around when Gina Carano was around because there yeah. was probably like a five-year age gap. And Gina Carano started all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it, it was good seeing – because that's the biggest problem with, like, uh, athletes, right? They get out of – they retire, and now they have to start back over basically, right? Yes, they yeah. got to go find another career. And she seemed to be doing pretty good, man. She had some movies under her belt. She got into Deadpool. I think she was on a few of the Fast and the Furious. You know, she was she was working. And then she got the opportunity of a lifetime. She got hired on to to work to be a character in Star Wars. Yep, and a pretty important character, probably the second or third lead on the show. Yeah, I mean, she's. She's got a good good amount of time, yes. screen time yeah. on on demand on the Mandalorian. And it was about to become more. And and fuck it, if you see what Disney's doing with Star Wars and everything, they they're they're going to build it, you know? Like there was it was such a good opportunity for her. And now she uh she got fired. Yep. She posted something she correct me if you're wrong, but she basically uh um uh, how can I say she it? shared a meme that I've seen on Facebook a couple of times, which is basically comparing Republicans being vilified for their political beliefs and comparing it to Jews in Nazi Germany. Exactly. It's a common meme that's going around. I've seen it a bunch of times and it is really tasteless. It's I will stupid. Admit. It's stupid and t- it is tasteless. Yeah. It's not something I would have fired her over, but she doubled down, tripled down. And it's one of those things where the same thing. I, I don't see like seeing people get canceled or whatever. She didn't hurt anybody physically. She didn't break any laws. She said something stupid. And I just, I, look, I just look at her and I go, "Was your is your political opinion bigger than you losing your career? You would think it is, though, because immediately the day after she teamed up with Ben Shapiro for some movie deal. And yeah. Ben Shapiro is like a hardcore fucking Republican. Republican. Yeah, like, but so. it's just one of those things where it's like, Damn, she was set. She was going to be part of Star Wars probably for the next decade, right? And she, from that, she'd probably have some more movie roles and all that kind of stuff. She's probably her acting's probably going to get better because she from repetitions and and uh, it just sucks to see like that that political side couldn't just she couldn't just tone it down. That's fine. Have your political beliefs. I'm, yeah. I'm down with that. You know, you can be hardcore conservative. You can be hardcore liberal, whatever. I'll get along with you no matter what. You know, it's it just, there's, there, there'll be, there's somewhere that we you can connect. Just, you don't have to put it on blast all over everything. You don't. And I say that, and I say that for both sides. Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to hear either side. Like, it's fine if you have the opinions, but don't bombard my social media or whatever with your opinion. Like, just, like, I hate to be that guy, but just make your stuff. You can share how you feel, but don't 
argue with people online about it, which is basically what she did. Well, I mean, I go back to the bar industry, right? Yeah. The bar and nightclub industry was, there's two rules. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Uh, because it's only going to lead to fights. It's only going to lead to fights. That's all it is, man. Um, and I just, I feel like that people need to start bringing that into their other careers. You know, like yes. she just, she just destroyed her career and she, she she's like, Oh, uh, well, we're going to start some, we're going to film some movies with Ben Shapiro's company. All that. It ain't Disney. Yeah. Ben, whatever company Ben Shapiro has, it ain't Disney. Yeah. He so, might, he might have a ton of money, but it's still not Disney and it's still not star Wars. Enjoy your lifetime movies that aren't even going to be on lifetime. You'll the, you'll get no pub that those movies will come out. No one will know because yeah. that's, she's going to be basically blackballed from normal media. Crazy man, crazy. I I don't know. And like I said, I don't I don't like cancel culture. I don't like the idea of people, uh, you know, getting their their careers ruined, losing jobs because of uh, you know certain political or religious or beliefs or whatever you know. Um, because I, I feel like you're you're heading down a slippery slope. There's only maybe, in my opinion, about two or three people that I feel were rightfully erased from his, like Kevin Spacey. He's a guy that I'm like, all right. Well, that's because like shit. he had like, like rape charges against. Yeah, him. and that was like, or sexual was, assault. Sexual assault on like a, I'm like a minor, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Kevin Spacey, goodbye. I don't want to see you in anything anymore. That's fine. Didn't didn't that accu- the guy that accused him end up, end up dead? Um, I don't remember. I think something strange happened. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't hold me to that, but I think something weird happened with the accusers. Cause I think there was like multiple accusers. Oh yeah. He had a bunch of them. And, and you know, I think something weird happened with one or two. I don't know, but th- those are the kind of scenarios like Bill Cosby too. Like those are the kind of scenarios where you're like, okay, there's a multitude of people saying that this guy did this shit. So obviously at this point it's like, okay, I'm going to believe the, 20 to the one, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but I also, you know, when you, when you cancel people for, for them talking about a belief or yeah. stating an opinion that they believe you're taking away the first amendment, right? Yeah. And you might go, Oh, well, you know, these companies aren't government. That's cool. I understand that. Believe me. I took, I took a constitutional law in college, but now we're not even handling it in a, in a court setting. Yep. You know, we're just saying, oh, you're guilty. You're out of here. You're done. You know, the best strategy for this stuff, if you don't like someone's beliefs, like when they come out with a movie, just don't go see it. Because if the movie makes no money, the studio is not going to make another movie with them. Yeah. So it's just as instead of canceling them, just don't see their stuff and yeah. then they'll disappear because no one will make movies with them anymore. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Like. Obviously, with the Star Wars thing, you can't do that because that show is going to be watched regardless. Like people aren't going to not watch Mandalorian <laughs> yeah, because of you, her. What do you expect me not to watch yeah. the Mandalorian? That show's fucking great, bro. Yeah. But now everyone, everyone's on the Sasha gets more screen time thing, so everyone's all excited about that. No, because they got to replace Gina with Gina with somebody. I mean, they could probably just like write off the character, and nobody would really even notice. I, I saw a couple people suggesting they bring in the woman who played. Uh, Zena, Lucy, Lucy Lawless, Lawless dog, Lucy uh, Lawless. I saw some people suggesting Sonya Deville because she kind of looks like uh, she kind of looks like her. See, I don't think don't recast the position. Yeah, Maybe be. she she. Uh, I saw somebody, a lot of people posting the the crawl. You know, at the beginning of every Star yeah. Wars, <laughs> and she died. Where they're yeah. like, uh, well, her name's like Cara Dune or something yeah. like that. Oh, she died. <laughs> you know, like I thought that was pretty funny. They could probably just you know completely 
not even mention it. Yeah. And people will forget Especially about it. Especially the way they ended the last season, they can literally do anything. They can just have him be in a completely different place. She just didn't follow him. Yeah. Like that's they can do it really easily with the way they finish the season. Yeah. But I, I feel know. like John Favreau because I think John Favreau's family is Jewish, so I feel like those oh, really? tweets probably irked him a little bit, and that's probably half the reason that she got fired, if not the whole reason. I just I don't understand it, man. I don't understand. I couldn't imagine having that much passion about my political views. It's it's like so setting weird. fire to a bag of money. That's really all that it's it is. So You're weird. just like, I don't so care weird. about my career. So like she weird. she probably made good money. She can probably live the rest of her life with whatever money she has, and she's probably fine. But still, you you want to have something to do, especially if you are good at something. You know what I mean, Doug? If I was a, a character on Star Wars, I'd be the happiest person in the world. Yeah, and I'm not even the biggest Star Wars fan in the world. Bill Burr said some shit, but Bill Burr's not getting canceled. Dude, Bill Burr is so funny though. God, that guy's funny. He's a good actor, apparently. From he, what did, I he saw he, Mandalorian and Breaking Bad. Like, he, oh, I didn't see Breaking Bad, but I saw him. He was great in Mandalorian. Uh, Have you yeah. seen Breaking Bad? No. So I here's the thing: I'm not one to go back and and watch a show that's already over. That show's know? worth it, though. I get it, but also I just I don't I hate binging, and I I will get sucked into binging. Yeah, I, you will get sucked into that show. I I'm very particular you. with my shows. I'm very particular because if you want me to sit down and, and, and dedicate a portion of my life to a show, I, I, I you know, I, I have to be really into it. You know, I think you'd be into breaking bad. I've only, uh, let's see, uh, Eastbound and down. Okay. It's one of the greatest shows ever. You've seen it, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Excellent. Cause I was going to think less of you if you had, no, seen it's, it. but it is one of those shows that I watch and I'm like, man, like, like there's a, there's like a pantheon of like the worst, like main characters from like a morality perspective. And I think Kenny powers is the top of the list. Kenny you're, just, powers you're just like, Oh my God is the greatest character known to mankind. He's the ultimate dude. Yeah. I love that. Show. Have you ever watched uh it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I, I've wa- I haven't watched like a lot of it, but I watched that's like episodes. right behind all those characters are just terrible people. Yeah. And it's like, you're, there's nothing to root for on the show. You're just like laughing. Cause everything they do is funny. Yeah. And then uh, I got sucked into uh game of Thrones Game of Thrones is amazing. Uh, if there, here's one show that I got sucked into, and I suggest nobody watches it. True Blood, never watched it. First season, awesome. Everything since then, complete dog shit. Com- I think I think they lasted like six or seven seasons, and everything after the first season sucked ass. And my wife and I were already so invested in it that we had to watch it. So uh, it's terrible. And it's the worst finale ever. It's the worst finale ever. I think you should give Breaking Bad a shot. Maybe. It is. It is probably. It is. It's on a lot of people's lists. And it's my personal favorite show of all time. Like from literally from beginning to end. It's like the most perfect show. Like the story arc, the ups and the downs. Like it's so incredible. The writing is great. The acting is great. Like I am a fan of. Um the main star Brian Cranston Cranston he yeah. he is incredible on that show so if you like him he murdered Malcolm in the middle too yes and his <laughs> his transformation throughout the course of that show is like it should be taught in like acting classes like well he I so I remember the the first season the commercials for it he was kind of like a goof right like he's he a chemistry kind of a, teacher like a bumbling like yeah like 
he he was a, he was a fish out of water. Yeah. If it, you watch the first episode and the last episode, you'll be so confused how they got there because that's like his character is so drastically different by the end of the show. It's he's like, he's hardcore as fuck by the end of it, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I mean. If like if you like watching stuff like develop, like the the big, the first couple episodes are very slow, but that's because they're kind of setting like up this guy's life. Yeah. So when stuff happens later on, it means more. If that makes sense. Yeah, but no. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like WandaVision. Yes. The first yeah, the three f- or four episodes yeah. was just a setup. And now it's nonstop fucking yep. craziness. WandaVision's getting good. There's there's a crazy theory rumor that might happen this week. What is this it's theory a, rumor? So if you don't want to know what the theory might be, just spoiler alert. Spoiler skip up. ahead about three, two minutes. Two, one, go at him. So there's a there's a theory out there because she the uh, the Monica Rambo that keeps mentioning this neuroscientist that she's calling in. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've noticed where she's calling this person in and everyone is convinced that this is the way they're going to introduce the Fantastic Four. Okay. So they're going to bring in Reed Richards and everyone thinks it's going to be played by John Krasinski, who's on The Office. I don't know if you know who that is. I think I know who that is, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a tall Was guy. Was he in The Quiet Place? He's the star of The Quiet okay, Place. Yeah, yeah he wrote The he Quiet Place, directed it. And so everybody thinks him and Emily Blunt are going to be Reed Richards and Sue Storm in the Fantastic Four movie. I like Emily Blunt. Yeah. So that's the way... That's they, his real-life wife, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. So that's that's the theory this week everyone thinks that either this week or next week they're going to introduce him as a character and bring him in. And what's funny is one of these WandaVision episodes in the next couple of weeks is supposed to be like an office themed episode. Yeah. And they're talking about bringing him in as like an office character on that show, <laughs> which would be funny, but that's funny. Cause last week was the Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They were trying to like simulate Malcolm. In yeah. the Middle. Hilarious. I just, I, I don't know if they, they're going to do it, but I would love to see just a full house kind of spoof <laughs> just because of Elizabeth Olsen being one of them. That would be funny. That so would that, be yeah. funny. We'll see. But yeah, that's the I've seen that a lot. It was like trending on Twitter the other night. I've seen a couple people talk about it. Like whoever this character is, they keep teasing is going to be a big character. Yeah. So well, the, the, the amazing thing with the MCU is that what they do with this show will affect what's going on in the future yeah. with movies and other man. It's supposed to tie into the next Spider-Man. It's movie. just insane. It's, it's so fucking genius what they're doing. It's nuts. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a purpose, man. Everything yeah. has, a, even if you don't care about Wanda and vision, you need to watch it. If you want to keep up with what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you watch that? Uh, are you, are you a DC fan at all? Uh, I am. Do you see the trailer for the Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League? Looks very interesting. It looks gnarly, man. Uh, and then like the Joker at the end. Yep. <sighs> Look good. Look good. I'm not. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Jared Leto Joker, but uh, I don't think this is going to be the same Joker. <clears throat> though. It, uh, it it looked pretty interesting what they were trying to do with it. I can't wait for that to come out. I'll, I'll watch it. DC. I'm not as big of a fan. They obviously tried moving too fast. They struggle and like the problem is this that's coming out is supposed to be the follow up to Batman versus Superman, which came out like five, six years ago. So it's like they're following up on storylines that they already tried to follow up in a Justice League movie that sucked. And now yeah. they're just, like this is what the this is what the real movie is supposed to be. I'm like, okay, well, but like after this, there's no like continuation of that story. Like Yeah. That's supposed to be coming out on HBO Max too, right? Like yep. March, March 18th, I think is what I saw. And that's going to be like a four part series or something like that. Like they're, I think it's all just being released at once, but it is like a four hour thing. Yeah. I thought they were releasing it in like, uh, like, uh, I hope episodes. I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should, uh, after all this, like after, uh, 
WandaVision after that's done, after uh, Justice League. Maybe I'll have Chris Terry come in because he's a big comic book nerd. He would, he would probably jump all over me for that uh, Reed Richards thing. He'd probably be like, oh, that's not happening. Stop reading the internet. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's continuously gets mad at the message boards and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, he'd, he'd be good to come on, yeah. see what he thought of it. Yeah, because he, he, he's got in-depth knowledge of all that shit. Yeah. So. Let's, uh, let's go to questions, huh? Sure. Let's get some, uh, some questions. We actually got one as we were recording, so we have Sick. four questions now. Sick. All right, so I will start at the bottom. It looks like this is from Fow, who asks, what character in a movie could have been great, but the actor they cast didn't fit the role? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Yeah. Because you really only are like, okay, well, this has got to be like a superhero question movie, right? Because yeah. like... Remember that shitty Superman that they made with Kevin Spacey? Yeah. And uh, and the, the, the dude? I forget his name. Uh, Brandon... Brandon Routh. Routh. He was also in um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yes. He was Todd. He killed it in that movie. Unfortunately, he didn't kill it in Superman. Wasn't he with Brie Larson who ended up being Captain Marvel? Yeah. She yeah. was the one who sang, I think. In 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 Scott uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, you have Captain America, and you have uh, you have Captain Marvel in it. Do you skate? <laughs> what didn't they have anybody else? I think that was it. Oh, there were so many people in that movie. Uh, well, not like far, superhero. People, as far as superhero like, people, yeah, yeah, I think that's. Yeah, Captain Marvel, and you have Captain uh, uh, America and then Superman. Let's see. So, Brand, I remember that movie sucked, and like it. Did you ever see the? Uh, There's a documentary. I think it was on HBO or something like that, where they talked about that Superman, what it was originally supposed to be, and how uh, um, Tim Burton was supposed to be the director. Nick Cage. Nick Cage was going to be Superman. They they made it so they made a documentary about how that movie was supposed to be, and it was great because it was it was so not a Superman film. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing I have. That's the biggest problem I have with Superman. Superman's boring. Every every movie he's had, it's been kind of boring. I mean, not that like the Christopher Reeves ones. Those, I thought the Henry Cavill one was those okay. The which one? The Henry Cavill one, the most recent one. Man, eh, I thought it was it's okay. It's all the same fucking story, man. Yeah, the problem with Superman is like it's always the same villain. He's like a god. It, it, it's exactly, like, he's unbeatable. Like yeah, so you got to like try to cre- like with Batman. It's easy to create that sense of like where there's like a story to it because he's human. Like, yeah, Superman. It's like well to get. And weekend, you got to get the kryptonite. Yeah, and it's like everyone does the same shit. When when a, when a superhero has too many powers, they become like less interesting because it's like, dude, come on, man. And then they're like, oh well, kryptonite is his weakness. I'm sorry. Uh, Superman can see like from like a a, a yeah. thousand miles away. You tell me, and he can, he can see through walls and shit like that. He can't he can't pluck off some fucking kryptonite and go, hey, I'm sorry, asshole, you've got kryptonite over there. I'm not coming over by you. Uh, you know, I'm gonna laser you with my fucking eyes from back here. You, there, there's oh, I, there's one movie I think about off the top of my head, uh, the Da Vinci Code. I always movie. thought Tom Hanks was wrong. I always like because I read some of those books, and I always thought that Edward Norton was more of a, he looked more like the character they described in the books. Really? So that would be one. Like, but obviously Tom Hanks is more marketable. Yeah. So if you're trying to make a big budget discovery movie like that, you got to put Tom Hanks in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't. Let's see. I don't know too. 
you, you never really say like, oh, that person didn't fit that character. You always say that person was well casted. Yeah, or because because you'll because if a person is poorly cast in a movie, it ruins the movie. So you just yeah. will say the movie sucked, and you would think that nothing is going to fix it. You know what I watched uh, over the weekend was the little things. Didn't yeah. you say you saw I, that I right? Did. Yeah, hated it. Um, I didn't hate it. It tried too hard to be seven. You think so? I think so. And then like the end of the movie, there's so much stuff that's just like, what the fuck is happening? None of this makes sense. What's in the box? What's in the yeah. um, Jared Leto's character? Creepy as fuck. Yeah. But like, why would he, why would Rami Malek's character get in the car with him? Listen, is it just me or is there something very interesting looking about Rami? Is it R- R- Rami, Rami Malek? Rami Malek. He doesn't look human, right? Like you look no. at him and you go, what species are you, bro? Yeah. He was on a show uh, called Mr. Robot, which I really liked. It was about like a hacker type thing. And he was way more suited for that show. Yeah. Like he was perfectly cast in that show. And because of that, whenever I see him, like I like when he was in the Freddie Mercury movie, yeah, or this movie, I'm well, like, he did well with the Freddie Mercury one. Yeah, but I, I still like, I always see like the way he talks is very monotone. I'm like, I don't look at you as like if I like when he like sitting at the kitchen table with his family. I'm like, I don't really think that's something you do. Like, There's, I don't buy it. That's kind of so. I would, I didn't really buy him too much as as the police detective. Yeah. Um. Like I said, he's just an interesting looking guy. Like yes. I'm not saying like he's like an ugly guy or something like that. He just looks interesting. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a character. Like I, I wasn't sure if he was the right fit for that role. I agree. Um, Denzel killed it, of course. He always kills Fucking it. Denzel doing Denzel shit. He's the, probably the only thing that saved that movie from not being just like completely out of nowhere, like all over the place. Yeah. I mean, the ending was kind of like whatever. It's yeah. It's a, it's it's a, it's a lot of build up for not a lot of payoff. No, yeah. So because the minute you see Jared Leto's character, you're like, well, he's the killer, right? <laughs> and then they go through this whole thing, like, where maybe he's not, and I'm like, no, he, I, I never once at any point doubted that he was the killer. His yeah, character's sure. creepy looking, like. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I guess I think he might. He was the killer, but I'm sure there's somebody out there that could dispute it that he oh, yeah. wasn't. So. Devin was all over the message boards, and apparently people theorized that at some point people thought Denzel was the killer in the movie. And I'm like, I never, I didn't get that watching the movie. So yeah, that is, that's stupid. But, uh, let's see. Miss cat. I don't know, man. That's kind of, tough. I have a future answer. Go Whoever ahead. they put in the future, uh, face off remake miscast. Why the fuck would you remake? Uh, you can't face-off? remake face off. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll tell you miscasting. Um, uh, remember the, when they remade point break. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody in that movie, Everybody in that movie was cast horribly. That movie should have never been fucking made. And uh, there, there's my answer. Point that 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 wannabe Point Break. Who was movie. in that movie? Uh, Chris Hemsworth was in it, right? I I, tell you, I don't even know their fucking names. I don't even know who the hell that, like was in that movie. It was terrible though, absolutely terrible. You're talking about a guy who's a big fan of the original Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. The, one of the best movies of all time. You can't remake movies like that. You can't. Like the only like like Disney gets it right because instead of just making Beauty and the Beast, they do a live action Beauty and the Beast. That's not really a remake. It's the same movie, just not animated. But yeah, you can't remake these fuck. Like if one day like they were like well, they're remaking Back to the Future, I'd be like, no, get the fuck, get out the of fuck here. out of here. Like get out you can't here remake Back to the Future. Like you can't cast anyone that would even remotely like make me. Th- think of not think of Michael J. Fox. You know, it's funny is they've been playing uh, the remake of total recall on one of the movie channels. 
how the fuck are you gonna make remake Total Recall? Recall Total Recall was success for one reason: Arnold's fucking Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that come on, like that guy is money. And it, you know, was it the greatest script of all time? No, but it was awesome because it's Arnold. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I don't fuck with remakes, man. It's like uh, and I, the, I messed up one time. Um, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch that in the theaters because I was like, ah, it's just a remake of yeah. of Mad Max. People like that, dude. I love that movie. What from from start to finish, it's just balls to the wall action. And I was like, this movie is so yeah. is great. Tom Hardy's awesome, so I can't imagine he did a bad job. In yeah, that movie, and Charlize so. Theron killed yeah. it too in that movie. Um, but yeah, so there's my answer: the remake of Point Break. That's the worst casted movie of all time. And I'm talking about every person that was the director. Anybody that had any part of that movie, they're all horrible people. All right, there's my answer. I will say the guy who played John Connor in Terminator 3. Wait, John Connor in Terminator Which one was Terminator, Terminator 3? Terminator 3 was the one with Claire Danes. And the movie was oh, just Rise, bad. Rise of the Machines. Rise of the Machines. But like, I feel like the guy that played there John Connor go. in that movie was like... Yes. That guy was like emotionless compared to the guy in the second one. Like, I agree with you on that one. Pick another person. I agree. And by the way, why didn't they just get uh what's his name? Um the guy from Terminator 2. He's he was so fucked. Up. Oh, he was too bad. He had up. so many drug issues. Like oh. I think he's finally past it now, which is why they brought him back. What was, in what's the his new name? Movie? Edward Edward Furlong. Furlong, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was very popular in the nineties. Hell but. yeah, he was. All right, next question. Yeah. Thanks, right. Val. So uh the big guy 87 asks you guys were talking about answering relationship questions on the show. My suggestion for you guys is to take into consideration. Why not do like a dating show segment on the pod? Well, I'm married, so I don't know why I, I, I couldn't be a part of a dating show. I don't, I don't really know specifically what they mean by uh, Devin's married. Devin's married. Uh, I, yeah, I think thanks big guy, but, um, I don't know what you mean by that. I don't know what you mean about having a dating a game. I don't know. Uh, fill us in if you want what you fill mean us by in, that. Yes. Give us some more information. We'll see what we can do. All right. The next question is from Canna Pro Show. I think I know the answer to this already because I think you talked about it pretty extensively. Uh, from one former industry security guard to another, craziest story throwing someone out of the club? Uh, well, I already told that story. Uh, I almost got killed <laughs> you can find that on Mike Camden's WWE tryout episode uh, that that uh, that was probably the gnarliest thing that ever happened to me but just no like man there was a lot of crazy stuff I remember one time we were completely outnumbered so I had usually have like 18 to 19 security guards on on like a, like a weekend night like Friday or Saturday night and I remember this so party buses I don't know if they're still a big thing but they were back in the day in like the 2000s they were big time party buses yeah and whenever we saw those things roll up, we would find a reason not to let them in <laughs> because you're just dealing with a bunch of assholes that just got off the bus that are drunk as fuck. So they're drunk and, already. And they, they think they, and day. they, and, and they think they own the spot because they got the numbers behind them. Right. So when we saw a, a party bus roll up, we would immediately send like a security guard down there as they were like exiting, just looking for a reason not to let them in. Uh, and one time we let the group in and something happened. I wasn't there for the original incident, but I got called to the side door and uh, one of my door guys is like, yeah, this guy's trying to fight me. And uh, all of a sudden, like one of the guy's friends comes around the club to the side door, 
and then another person comes around the side door and then another person comes around to the side door. All of a sudden there's like 20 plus people like ready to throw down. And I had to call all secu- I had to call all my security staff out and be like, Hey, everybody get out here right now. And we were still outnumbered and we're talking like, it was like guys, girls. And by the way, if y'all don't think girls can fuck some people up during a brawl, they, they can girls fight dirty. I know a guy who was, uh, holding down, like there, these two, two cats were fighting and one of the security guards grabbed one of the guys and was holding on to him. And the guy's girlfriend was stomping on his, on his, on his head with her high heels, fucked them up pretty good. And so girl, girls fight dirty because they have the, uh, idea that well no one's gonna hit me back exactly so they have no fear so they can go as hard as they want yep and they're like no no one's gonna hit me yep and if someone hits me guess what nine times out of ten the guy's gonna get in trouble for hitting her yeah she's not gonna get in trouble for instigating yep yep do you ever seen a girl get hit by a guy no not pretty not pretty i'll go back to the first time i ever saw a girl get punched by a dude it was like, I still remember it. <laughs> like how, so we're at this, this, uh, how I was probably, I was probably about 16 or 17 and my buddy, his older, he was out of town, but his older brother who was like 21, um, was having a house party and this is out in Ramona. So we go to the, me and my friends, uh, go to the, go to this guy's party, go to the party. And one of my friends, uh, his name was Doug. He brings a, a, a guy that um, I've seen it. I've seen at school. I've seen at school, but I don't know. I've never met. I've never interacted with him. And I can't remember his name. I think it might've been Joe. So let's just call him Joe. So he worked with my buddy. Doug worked with this guy, Joe, and he brought him along. So he's kind of like, it's our group and Joe basically. Right. You know how this yeah. been in those situations, I'm sure. And, uh, we're at the house, we're at this party, it's outdoors. So there's like a bonfire going on and like there's a keg and all this kind of stuff. And we're like there with like older kids, right? So like my, my, my group of friends are, we range like about three years apart and I'm usually the youngest. And so we go to this house party and there's this girl walking around. She's got like baggy camo pants on. She's got like a hoodie on. She's a little bit bigger, right? And she's acting really weird. She's trying to like make out with everybody at the party and just kind of like all the guys are like trying to like, they're being nice, but they're like, yeah, sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I don't want to kiss you or anything like that. This is the craziest fucking part. So me, my buddy Doug and uh, like my friends and Joe are hanging out and this girl walks up to us and for some reason goes, who wants their dick sucked? Like I said, I'm like 16, 17 years old. I'm like, what? Like, like, excuse me. And this Joe guy goes, I do. And she says something to him. I can't remember exactly like what happened, like this little, like the little like interaction. But all of a sudden this Joe guy takes his, his cup, his red, his like red cup, throws his beer in this girl's face. And I'm like, that's not good. No, that is not good. No. So then, um, what does this girl do? She's got a cup of beer also. She throws her cup of beer right in his face. And I'm just like, oh, that's not good either. And this is like very quickly this happens. He throws a right cross right to her chin. Just decks her. 
she falls down into the I, I don't know what it's called anymore but back in the day we used to call it the Indian Indian position like Indian style like that's how she sat down like where legs yeah. legs crossed and he sits her down boom and I'm like holy shit you know like it was like she's out but she's sitting Indian style and all the dudes that were like older than us immediately start chasing that joke that joke guy hit the fucking yeah the, the hit the ground running so he goes running off into the woods and there's a mob of dudes um following him and i'm like holy crap and this girl is still just sitting in front of us like kind of like dazed and we're like me, my friends and i are just looking at each other like holy shit <laughs> what the fuck just happened and the all of a sudden i thought like my the, my thought process goes all those guys that just chased that dude they think we're they think we're friends with him yeah so you i'm like get out of there so i was just like oh man this this could be bad so anyways the, the group they this guy he got away like this is the sticks right he he ran into the woods and so you know they all these guys that chased them start coming back and they're kind of like they, they weren't too mad at like they did they didn't think we did anything wrong yeah. like i said we knew like a lot of these people a lot of these people and this was our friend's older brother holding the party and he's like they're like who was that guy and i'm and like we're just like i have one i don't really know who the guy is i go i go to high school with them yeah i've seen him in high school but i've never talked to him before tonight and uh it kind of all like blew over but that's the first time I ever saw a dude get or a chick get hit by a dude. And it's not fun. Like it's, it's, it's like horrifying. Cause you're like girls bone structures or whatever is not meant to like take a punch from a dude. Now, granted with the, you know, MMA today, there's plenty of girls out there that could, kick, oh, yeah. that could kick my ass. And you know, but, uh, it was nuts, man. It was nuts. But yeah, Let's see how did I how did I get sidetracked onto that story? Oh, we're talking about uh, bar incidents. Yeah. Um. You know, I got. Let's see. I got punched. I got kicked. I got head butted. Oh, here's a fun story. Halloween. This must have been like 2006. Uh, I had to escort a girl out. I can't remember for why, but it's Halloween night, so everybody's dressed up. This girl is dressed up like Chun Li from Street Fighter. So she's not wanting to leave. She, she, I can't remember exactly why we're trying to ask her to leave or bring her outside or whatever, but something was going on. So I literally have to like, kind of like bear hug her and pick her up, but she's very skinny. So she gets her, 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 her hands loose and I'm carrying her. She's rabbit punching me to the face as I'm walking her out. And I, start, I started laughing because these aren't like big punches. Um, I started laughing because I'm thinking like this girl is dressed up as Chun Li, rabbit punching my face. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> if you ask any nightclub, anybody that's worked nightclub security, and they go, "Hey, hey, I got a question for you. Would you rather break up a guy fight or a girl fight?" I'm telling you, ten out of ten times, the security guard will say, "I'd rather break up two guys fighting. Girls fight dirty, man." Yeah girls fight dirty you know what they do they latch onto each other's hair and they do not let go so you can't go pulling these girls apart because yeah. you're going to pull their hair out oh 
nightmare. Also, most guys are most guys think that they're badasses, so they're not going to try any like strategy when they try to fight you. They're just going to try to punch you, and you can no. just if you're thinking, you could just move. So here's here, here's what a lot of people don't know how to fight. You no. know what you know what a regular guy is going to do if he tries to throw if he tries to fight you. What his first move is going to do is going to be push you. No. Okay. Right hand. Oh yeah, for sure. Most people in this world are right-handed, right? Yeah. So you, what you, what do you do? You cut off the right hand. You approach them on the right side. That's how I do it. Yeah, because even if they try to punch with the left hand, it's not going to be their they, strongest shot. A lot, you, they couldn't even connect. A lot of people can't even connect with the yeah. left hand. Uh, but let's see what else. There, man, there was so many like incidents where it's just in, you know, constantly fight. You know, you would see a lot of fights. You see people get knocked out. People getting glass bottles broken over their faces. Um, a lot of drug use. Yeah, just crazy stuff, man. Yeah. It, it was a, it was wild, but it was fun at the same time because you're you know I was in my twenties. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun if it were today. Oh no, You'd be like Ugh. hell no, I wouldn't put up with any of that shit. Yeah. The last time I worked in the nightclub, I went back uh, after I left uh, Nordstrom. I went and and did some nights, uh, a week, like a couple nights a week. Cause you know, just to make some money on the side and my, and my buddy was the GM of the, of the place and I got sucker punched. I got called up to the front door and they were like, Hey Mike, can you, can you hold down the front door? Uh, one of the other door guys just got into it, you know, like verbally or some shit like that with, uh, some kid. So I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I'm up there about a couple minutes go by and I'm, I'm checking IDs and all of a sudden I just get punched like right behind my ear, <laughs> by my right ear. And I look over and I'm like, what the hell? And this guy, his face is all bloodied up. And uh, he went and got his ass kicked by somebody. Oh, I don't okay. know who, but he got it. His face was all bloodied up. And he looks at me and he starts running. And I was like, you motherfucker. So I chase after him. I caught, I caught him like right away. I'm not the fastest runner in the world, but I caught him. And I headlock take, I did the headlock takeover. And, uh, I'm just squeezing his head and I'm like, stop. And he's like trying to like punch me, but he's like punching me at like the top of my head, which is like, if anybody that knows you don't punch some the top of somebody's head. Oh, that's the hardest part. The of hardest head. part of your body. So, uh, I'm hold. I, I've got this guy in a headlock takeover and, uh, I'm just like, why the hell did you do that? And he's like, cause you guys beat me up. And I'm like, I just, I just got up here. <laughs> you know, like the, nobody beat you up, dude. Whoever beat you up is down the street. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, the cops showed up and, uh, I don't know, probably nothing happened. He got arrested for the night and that was about it. And I was like, I'm over this. I can't, I can't, you know, at a certain age, you're like, I'm not getting paid to punt, get punched. And it's amazing. A lot of people think that you're allowed to punch like security guards and get away with it scot-free. It's amazing. You'd be surprised how many I think that people think that with any job. Possibly. Like I used to work at a towing yard and it was all day long. They're getting their cars. And I don't know how many times I got someone that like told me to come out and fight him. And I would yeah. just open the gate and get in their face. And it's like, okay, let's go. And they'd be like, oh, no, I was just kidding, man. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I can understand that with to- like, yeah. to- every single person you meet is angry. They're, po- oh, they're pissed. So I that's like, it. that was like the most miserable job I've ever had. I understand just it. Every person is like angry. They towed your car. Like, where'd you park? There was a fire lane. Was there a sign? Yeah. Okay. Then I can't do anything about this. Like you shouldn't have parked there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, I can't think of too many other things that, that have happened, but it was, it was fun. It was a wild time. Um, but it, it's something that you need to do in your twenties 
And then as soon as you hit 30, you get the fuck out of that business. Yeah. All right, next question. All right, this one is from SoCal Gabe. He sent this while we were recording, so good timing. Are there any fictional TV movie, movie characters that you think would make for a great pro wrestling character and what would be a noteworthy noteworthy highlight of their career? So he says, for example, Biff Tannen could be an interesting heel who ends every promo with, why don't you make like a tree and get the hell out of here? Yeah, that's good. Or if George McFly existed as a wrestler, he'd probably have the early part of Peter Avalon's AEW career and go 0-26. Oh, <laughs> Um, it's actually funny. So uh, a, a wrestler from SoCal Pro, his name's Alex. He wrestled as Snake. If any any of you uh, SoCal Pro fans are out there listening, he used to wrestle as Snake. And then he transitioned into a referee. Um, this guy was awesome, man. He he didn't have... I don't think he has any like athletic background. He's a smaller guy. He's a skinnier guy. He, uh, he was somebody that walked in and I was like, Oh, he ain't, he ain't going to last, but he, he, he lasted for two years. He was training, I think probably before he, he, he got, uh, before he debuted and man, he won me over because he would show up every, every night, every night. And he would put everything he had into the training. Like I said, he wasn't the biggest guy. He wasn't the most athletic guy, but he kept showing up. And, uh, I thought I, I speaking of Scott Pilgrim, I thought he would be great for us as a Scott Pilgrim character. You know, somebody that doesn't look like they can kick ass. Yeah. And then when it's time to go, like he kicks ass and he was, he, he, uh, he used to make video games and he was a big video game guy. So I think he, he would have like fell into that role yeah. at, like perfectly. Um, so that's like a character that I thought would be really cool as a, as a wrestling character. Um, but turning into a ref is a very smart thing for a wrestler who's small. Yeah. Because I can tell you right now, they're not looking for referees who are my size. I've been told oh, that many no. times before. No. Adam, you're six foot tall, 280 pounds. You're too big to be a referee because you're bigger than half the wrestlers you're going to ref. Yeah, exactly. So you got to be smaller than most of the wrestlers if you want to ref. Yeah, and I don't know. You know, obviously, COVID has fucked everything up for over the past year. So I don't know if he's still doing the referee stuff. But uh, he was a great guy, man. I really like him. And uh, he became a hell of a ref, too. He, you know, there's certain... From the time that I remember him first starting to referee towards the end, he was very on point yeah. with his refereeing. And by that, I mean, like, he was in the right position. He was able to re relay messages. He, he checked on you after a big move, which is great because you don't know when somebody actually gets fucked up. People, yeah, people, I think, don't think about that kind of stuff with refs. Like, a ref can really fuck up a match if they are trying to be the star. Yeah. In the spotlight of yeah. a match. Like your job as the ref is to stay out of the way, not be noticed and check on the guys after stuff. Well, I think a referees should be noticed when it's time to be noticed. Yeah. If it, when it's time to enforce the rules, Yeah, you know, during a break, during any kind of stuff like that, you know, uh, a good referee can, can help out a match so much. So it's an important role, man. Yeah. It's a, it, it, you can't have a wrestling match without a referee. As it was explained to me when I first started training, the ref is like an unintentional heel. He's because if you notice when you see a lot of refs, they will they'll notice like on like a tag match. So like you know when the faces make the tag and the refs, no no no, I didn't see the tag. Yeah. But when the heels do it, he doesn't think about it at all. He just allows it. So the ref will have his back turned when the heel does these moves. So he doesn't ever see it. But when the face does it, it's like, hey, don't do that. So it's. A, 
refs are like they're not heels in the sense of like they're bad guys, but like they miss all the stuff that the heels do. Making yeah. Them kind of an unintentional heel. Yeah. In their own right. I see what you're saying. Um, That's what it was explained to me in like training early on. Yeah. No, you, you, you're correct. I wouldn't say unintentional heel. I would just say like, you know, they're, they're just the typical blind yeah. referee. Exactly. But it, but if you're going to do that kind of stuff, you got to make it, you got to in a match where, you know, you have blind tags or, you yeah. know, all this kind of stuff, you got to make it to the point for the referee almost gets his, like, you know, like his, yeah. like, okay, he finally does catch you cheating. Yeah. And here's the turnaround of, of the match because you can, without understanding the ref, the referee's role properly, he can become the biggest heel in the match. Yeah. And that's the last thing you want. Yeah. You don't want the spotlight to because go I, and all of a sudden the heel isn't the heel. The referee is the biggest heel and everybody's booing the ref because, you know, he's doing the most fucked up shit, you know? So like, I remember there were spots in old WWF where like triple H would have his hand on the ropes and Earl Hebner would catch him. And then he would kick his arm yep. and then get rolled up. And I'm like, I don't necessarily think the ref needs to be that involved in the match but it is sometimes it is cool at the right moments at the right moments it works but like you know like a PWG Rick Knox used to do like dives on the young bucks during matches and I'm like that's too much that's far fetched that's too much it's also you gotta wrestle for the the crowd the crowd pop for it so that's that's all that matters in front of you so um tell you the truth every wrestler takes probably a character that they saw from a movie and that's something that they yeah. use to inspire their character. Like, let's talk about like Hammer, right? Hammerstone. He recently, eh, maybe not recently, but like what, two years ago, cut his hair. He started doing, uh, you know, wearing the red shades with the red leather jacket. You know where that came from? Where? Bike Club. Tyler Durden. Uh, so he used that as an inspiration and then he rolled with it, right? Yeah. So now you wouldn't even know that it's supposed to be the Tyler, like a Tyler Durden um, character. Now it's just Hammerstone, right? So you take these characters that you see on the, in the movies, you bring that, you bring that, whatever that is that you see in that character and you want to replicate it, you bring that into your wrestling persona and then you make it your own. Yeah. It's like, uh, I think Jericho in like 2010, he famously turned his character, like he was much quieter, walked very, and it was, he was referencing the guy from uh, no country for old men, the yep. villain in that movie. Yep. Like he wasn't like copying that guy per se completely, but he took the inspiration for the stoic walk yep. and the way the guy talks from that movie and razor Ramon, razor Ramon. Where, where did that movie? Where did that Scarface. come from? Scarface. It's 100%. And why did, uh, why did Vince McMahon greenlight that character? Cause Vince McMahon never seen Scarface. Nope. And he was just like, hell, this is a hell of a character kid. Uh, yeah. So, there's the, every character you see on TV, movies, anything like that. You can you can take you can take something from that and, and put it into your character. Yeah, and that's usually what a lot of wrestlers do. So, all right, next question. Here we go. All right, so this is the last question. This is from your friend Alec. Uh, he texted you this question. What's up, Big Al? Uh, his this question theme for the pod: tattoos and wrestling. Who has the best, the worst? As a character or otherwise. All right, let's go with that one first. Okay. I was thinking about this. Um, a lot of people have a problem with Lesnar's tattoo, like his sword tattoo. I don't think it's that big I think of a deal. It's pretty badass. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. People are like, oh, it looks like a dick. And it's like, no, it doesn't. It looks like a sword. Yeah. Um, I would say the worst. So he says the best and worst. 
Yeah, he says, who has the best tattoos and who has the worst? Okay, the best tattoos. Uh, Orton's tattoos are pretty sick, his his newer ones. Um, Batista had some sick-ass tattoos. That's what I was going to say. Probably the most famous tattoo back in the day was Goldberg's tattoo, his tribal tattoo. Um, it's, it's lame nowadays, but back in the day, it was fucking sick. Rock has some cool tattoos. The Rock's got some sweet tats. I hate that he covered up the Brahma Bull. Yeah. But... Uh, I understand. Eh. I was distracting in movies. Like we were like, what is? Well, that? He, no, he he did co- he, he covered up with a bigger tattoo. Yeah. So, but it it, but, you, but you would see the old movies where it's just all and then all just the Brahma bull. Now now he has like a badass like tribal thing all over him. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else in wrestling has like sick fucking tattoos. Roman's got some cool tattoos. Yeah, and you didn't see him prior to uh, him taking yeah. the shirt off, but now you see him all the time. So. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think who else. There aren't, there weren't like a lot of guys that had like a lot of tattoos until very recently, I think. Like Orton is like you said, Orton is like the one I could think about first. Yeah, I'm trying to. Like I said, Orton Batista got sick once. If you're talking about like old school, like inspirational, like. Goldberg's tattoo you, you see motherfuckers walking around with that goddamn tattoo it became on his logo essentially yeah yeah it did it did um I think I mean I don't really know like you have like uh Alistair Black's got a lot of tattoos yeah. I, don't, I don't really know what they look like though no Punk had Punk? The, pep, the Pepsi tattoos Punk so. has cool tattoos but I mean yeah he's a former wrestler yeah I mean yeah Punk had I, I like he had the, the Cobra uh, uh, GI Joe's. Uh, uh, Cobra, right? Uh, Cobra Command. Cobra Commander. Cobra, Co- right? What was I, think the name what, I think that's what it is. Okay. It's been so long since I've seen GI Joe. Um, but yeah, CM Punk. I like I like CM Punk's, Punk's tattoos. I'm trying to think of anything else. Those are the only people I can think of. Edge has some cool tattoos, but I can't think of what they even are. I mean, he has like kind of like what Goldberg has. He has like a the barbed wire around his arm. But. Sick. All right. What's the rest of that? So, oh, and then the worst. The worst. So I was thinking about this, and then actually I was texting with my my buddy Alec because he texted me this question, uh, and then he brought up like Jack Gallagher. Easily has the worst tattoo. So he's got like a chest tattoo that's a pirate ship. Oh yeah, that's so recent. I barely seen that. But well, so he didn't have it when he first got no. in. He he got it done while he was already high, while he, while he was signed. That's weird. So that Jack Gallagher, he, he got cut, right? Didn't he yeah, get caught up in the, he got uh, caught up in all the England guys. Stuff? Yeah. What do we know the story behind? I don't know specifically what he did. Yeah. It's all kind of looped in with the Marty Skrull and all the other guys from that same grouping of guys. You know, what's crazy is I thought he was going to be a huge breakout star in that two Oh five because you know, like the character and all that kind of stuff. And it's, nothing happened. Nope. Nothing happened. But I remember when I first saw that tattoo, I was like, "Ugh, I don't know about that, dude." So I don't really know about him as far as like tattoos wise. Like, I think he might have like the worst tattoo. Yeah, my my answer, and I, I I love him as a wrestler, but Cody Rhodes' tattoo on his his neck. neck is so bad. It's so like I saw that and I thought it was like one of those tattoos you used to get in like the supermarket that you would the, uh, put on the, the stick on the stick on tattoos. Yeah. That's what it looked like, and I was like. Ugh. I wish you wouldn't have done that. It's uh, it's it's to go neck, anything like yeah. sh- where you can't cover it up. It's a it's a huge commitment. Yeah, 
It's like top of the hands. Uh, oh, you know who's got sweet tattoos is uh, is Mysterio. Yeah. Ray Mysterio's yeah, got a bunch of tattoos. Yes. And then Dom's Dom's getting all tatted up. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got tattoos. The one on Ray's back, I always just think about, oh, how painful was that? Like the skeleton the, Yeah, the skeleton. Like especially yeah. when they're going under your spine, the needle, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was gnarly because like Cody Rhodes just straight up was like, because he has like that one tattoo on his chest. Yeah. And then he was like, fuck it. Next one's going on my neck. And it's like, ooh, that's a, that's a huge jump yeah. like the one on his chest is like for his dad I'm like, yeah i got that but and it's like, easily but it's easily covered up yeah whereas like that neck is that's out there man yeah you're you're a you're like a guy that is like one of the heads of those, that company like you gotta take meetings with that tattoo on your neck with people seeing it yeah. Like, yeah i mean i don't know if he plans on like exp- like you know building on that like tattooing more like around that area and and but uh definitely like it's like oh okay you you, you went for it uh, but I, I don't have that big of a problem with his tattoo. It's, yeah. it's no, fine. the Gallagher one was definitely very. I remember people made a big deal about that when yeah. they saw it. Who'd you say? Uh, Taker has some good ones. I was going back to the good ones. I know we're on. Didn't the bad he get ones, a lot of them removed? He got the one that said Sarah removed from his neck. Okay, because obviously he not with Sarah anymore. Okay, and he remarried. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's all I can think of right now. I can't really think of anybody else. Um, then he asks also story behind yours regrets, if any stories related to them, etc. I don't really have too many stories with my tat. I told you, I don't really know if like it is a story. My first tattoo is my side. Um, it's like an angel. My dad called it a fairy. Uh, I, my, my, my buddy, David and I, he, he's one of my best friends. I lived with him a whole bunch of times growing up. He started getting tattoos and I was like, well, I want to get fucking tattoos now. And he got like a heaven and hell. Like he got sleeves and he got like heaven and like on one arm and hell on the other arm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They're really like really well done. And I was like, I, I used to always kind of be like, like I'm not a big religious person. You, you know, I, I'm not much into religion, but I do think it's interesting. I actually like the dark aspect of uh, religion, you know, like the, the dark side of it, you know? So I wanted like a, uh, um, like a dark kind of angel, you know. So I, I got this. Uh, is there any meaning behind it? No, no, not at all. Uh, I just wanted to get it. So then I got that, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, where else can I get a tattoo? Okay, well, how about my chest? Got my chest done. So I got um the lettering done. Uh, on my collar. I don't know what the fuck they call it. Like, but it says Black Hearts now rain, rain as in R E I G N. And uh, I must have been going through like a hardcore phase because I was like, yeah, black hearts now rain and it's reverse. So I can see it in the mirror. But that's you, cool. But you read it backwards. Yeah. Because I don't care if you like it. Yeah, or but not. That's pretty cool. I only care if I like it. All right. So uh, I got that done. And then I said, all right, well, let's add to this. And I went and got uh, the skulls with the roses on 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 my shoulders that that connect to the to the to the writing on my collar. And then I was like, well, let's add on to this. And I was like, well, black hearts, let's have a black heart. And then the tattoo artist was like, well, I can make it into a skull. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, you can. So we put the skull in there. We put like, it actually looks like a heart. And then he put like the, the roses kind of stuff. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, does is there a real meaning? No. <laughs> Do I regret them? Um, well, I didn't expect to be, you know, like now that I'm a wrestler, 
and it, you know having tattoos kind of you know it fits it, it kind of fits but I would probably be more able to pull off Eric, other characters if I didn't have tattoos yeah that's true so like I, I like my tattoos my wife likes my tattoos um, you know but like if I let's say I never got tattoos and I'd probably be fine with it <laughs> you know like I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's just who I am now. You know, I don't even like, if you look in the mirror, you don't see tattoos anymore. You just see your, per, you know, oh, there I am. Yeah. There, there you are. You know, that's it. So yeah. Um, I suggest anybody who's becoming a wrestler, maybe if you don't have tattoos, wait, if you want to get tattoos down the road, that way you have an ability to kind of be a character. Yeah, you can get pigeonholed into something if you have a bunch of tattoos, yeah. I assume. Yeah. No, you can. 100%. If they want a clean-cut baby face, yep. you, you, you're you done. You're not, you're not in that role. <laughs> so, is that it, man? That's it for the questions. Thanks for the questions, everybody. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. And is there anything else we want to talk about? Anything you want uh, to talk the about? The one thing I want to say before we sign off is uh, make sure to tune in to the Hogscast Red and Black this week. Is there, is there something exciting going we on? We have a big announcement. It'll either be on the episode itself or in the coming days about our first guest that we're going to have on the show. Sweet. And it's a pretty big one. So uh, I'm not going to say it on here. I can tell Mike off the air. But, yeah, tune in. Uh, I'm hoping we can get confirmation by tomorrow. If not, we will probably announce it this weekend. Excellent. I hope it's a good guest. I hope you guys, everything goes well. The Red and Black, the Hogs cast, Hogs Pack. Yep. Devin Show. I had to wear a stupid tie and shirt, and Devin wore something. <laughs> Excellent, man. Um, and also, guys, so go listen Thursday mornings, right? Yes. Thursday mornings, Hogsman Podcast, Red and Black, the Hogs Pack. That's Devin Show. Um, and then also be on the lookout for big Duke's podcast. That's coming out in March. Yep. The last word with Duke for all we know, it might end up on the Hogsman feed. Really? So we'll, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I should probably hit him up and be it, like, yo, it, what are you doing with this? It should be on the Hogsman feed. It would probably get him more views than it just being by itself. Possibly. Possibly. Um, let's go ahead and let's take this home, huh? Yeah. Let's take this home. Wrap it up. Shout out to 10 barrel brewing, cheap, fun beer, pub beer. What's up? Um, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a whole bunch of other places. YouTube. Oh, on YouTube, go listen to the uh, go check out the YouTube uh, page. It's it's up, and you can also listen to us on Steel Cage Radio. Yep, we're uh, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Listen to us. Uh, what else do we have to put over? Anything else? Be on the lookout for Level Up Pro Wrestling on IWTV. That should be debuting actually in a few days on uh, on February 21st. Okay. It'll be debuting on IWTV, so go check that out. Same Level weekend Up. as Bloodsport. So after you watch oh, Bloodsport, right. check out uh, Level Up Pro Wrestling. There you go. Fun-filled weekend of wrestling. There you go. Good to have that kind of back. Yeah. Elimination Chamber is also this weekend. Oh, is it? Yep. Did not know that. I've been to actually. I've 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 worked two elimination chambers as extra. Didn't do shit, but I was in the background. That's the least. one match I think I'd want to see live that I haven't yet. 
It was cool. I think I've seen every other gimmick match you can see. I think the Elimination Chamber is the only one. It was cool. Obviously, I will not be there this Sunday, as it is in the Thunderdome. Oh, is it? Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see. What else do we got to talk about or do we got to put over? I think that's about it, right? That's just, about it. Just listen to our show. Just listen to the show. Listen to all of the Hogsman podcasts. Support us. Go check out the uh, Pro Wrestling Tees backslash Hogsman. Devin put up a whole bunch of shirts. Go buy all the shirts. Go buy all the shirts. You got four or five choices. So go check that out. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hogsman Pod on both of those. And that's about it, right? That's it. Excellent. Adam, if they want the tip, what do they got to do? I think they should just take the whole hog. Adios. Adios.